Think of a moment when you were a kid and someone criticized an aspect of who you were. Maybe it's a comment from a teacher that said you asked too many questions. Or maybe it's one from your mom asking you to not make so much noise. Or is it something you heard in a conversation at a family gathering that pointed out you had too much energy? What if those actually were your superpowers? In this episode of Phenomenally ADHD, I share with you five keys to unlock the hidden force of judgment and criticism so you can let go of a few labels. Welcome to the show. Honey, have you seen my keys? Huh, forget it. They're in my hand. There's more to ADHD than being easily distracted, scattered, or a master procrastinator. Being different is not a disability, and it's about damn time we break free from the shackles of society's labels and stigma. Hey there, I'm Zarina Boali, a French-Canadian journalist who found out had a uniquely wired brain at 40 and became a certified ADHD coach. This podcast brings forth a different perception of ADHD to help you amplify your brilliance and phenomenally stand out. Thanks for flying with us. Have a great day. Ready to blast off? Three, two, one. Welcome aboard. I always try to find creative ideas to talk about ADHD in a new light and bring the positive aspects under the spotlight. It's something I'm literally obsessed about. And there are so many labels that we've been given that let us to believe something's wrong with us when in fact there isn't. Like in not a single thing. That's why I want to share with you how to tap into the nasty, mean, and hurtful words that were said to you to transform your reality and your life with ADHD. So I want you to think about a few events or moments from your childhood where you heard, you know, anything from you're too loud, why don't, why can't you be quiet, um, Can you just stop bugging me with your questions and just go very spontaneously without overthinking it and write them down? How did it make you feel as a kid? Maybe it made you feel ashamed, unrecognized or diminished for who you were. And I should say who you are because you are still that, but not in the way that other people saw it. And that's what I really want to bring out in this episode. So the first thing I want to ask you is, did you stop being that kid with a lot of energy, curiosity, talkativeness, imagination, and intensity? As an enthusiastic and dynamic child, one of the first things that I remember is, you know, being in daycare around age four and having my mouth washed with soap after saying something inappropriate. I kid you not. And I still remember the lady that did it. 
Her name was Yvette, and I still remember vividly what she looked like. What could I have possibly said to get such a punishment at that age? I have no idea. I probably blurted something out. One thing I can tell you is how gross the taste of soap felt in my mouth. My point is that events from your childhood leave marks and they can scar us for life, depending on what we decide to do with them. Even after that traumatic event, did I stop being the kid that speaks her mind, that doesn't sugarcoat anything and that calls the BS when she sees it? I didn't. And it actually ended up being a great skill when I became a journalist. It allowed me to have the guts to ask tough questions, to develop an analytical mind, and to not be afraid to say things as they were. On top of having the amazing ability to speak my mind, I was very talkative in class. I mean, that was the main reason why I was kicked out of class in high school. But do you know how many times I was told to be quiet, to shut up, to listen and stop talking at the same time as the teacher, or to stop interrupting? I mean... The hours I spent sitting in the hall or in the principal's office are countless. And at 17, I actually asked myself how this could actually be a lucrative thing and journalism was a perfect fit. How about you? What do you remember about your childhood that was not that great of an experience but that hides a gift? Take note of everything that you remember or can think of because there is a reason why you were born with those skills. And yes, I'm talking about skills. It's just that they didn't fit in the standards established in society or something your family valued. But it doesn't mean that you were less of anything or that there was something wrong with you, even if it made you feel that way. I sincerely believe that everyone's story is filled with gold nuggets, but we tend to think it's insignificant. That's what I thought about my story for the longest time. I believe that no one cared about it until I realized that it was powerful if I used it to inspire others because they would recognize themselves and relate. So here's with key number one to unlocking the hidden force of judgment and criticism so you can let go of a few labels. From what you experienced in childhood, identify the top three to five things that you were told, criticized, judged for, or labeled with as a kid. Maybe take the time to reflect on each of them. That could actually be a very good thing. Not necessarily an easy one, but good. Connect with the 5, 6, or 10-year-old that you were and replay the scene as you remember it. The idea behind this introspection is to try to figure out the story you began telling yourself from that point on. What beliefs it generated and that you may still be nourishing today? Write everything down. Each of the five keys has a set of action to take to help you find the pieces of the puzzle. If you take the time to do the work, you will be able to begin tapping into your superpowers and that's an incredible feeling.
One of my superpowers is to be different. I mentioned this in a previous podcast episode, but to make a long story short, the only way I know how to be is different. Why? I believe part of the answer is because my parents came from two different cultures. My mom is French-Canadian and my dad is Pakistani. In the early 1970s, when I was born, this was very unusual and not very well perceived by society. Even though this happened half a century ago, so now you have an idea of how young I am, it is clear that my parents didn't fit or follow the norm. And let me give you another example that illustrates how can something that happened when you were a kid that made you feel like an outsider and not accepted can have a positive impact. My grandfather Boilly was a particular character. He was easily angered and very strict. Not only was I born hyperactive, but I am left-handed. So when I sat at the table to eat, my grandpa would literally hit my left hand with his knife so I would eat with my right one. And for the longest time, I despised him for doing that. And I remember how wrong it made me feel that I was left-handed. I mean, what was wrong with that? I didn't know why it was such an awful thing. And many years later, I realized that there were things I could do with either hands, and I thought that was pretty handy. And, you know, it's possible thanks to my grandfather. Now, from a uniquely wired brain point of view, the reasons you were criticized, judged, and labeled with won't be exactly the same whether you are ADD or ADHD. If you don't carry the H of physical hyperactivity, here's what you may find on your list. Daydreamer, slow, spacey, too much in your head, lazy, forgetful, disengaged, absent. You may have been told such things as try harder or you're not making any efforts. You don't listen when I talk to you. Hello, are you with me? Gosh, you're slow. Come on, move it. Anything not on that list? Add it, because it will help you clarify your superpowers. Of course, not everything on that list hides a superpower, but it sure hides something good that can come out of it. Behind the daydreamer can mean a fertile imagination and creativity, which is a great superpower for artists, movie producers, writers, or entrepreneurs that stand out for their innovative ideas. Steve Jobs and Walt Disney are great examples of that. Another superpower may be that, you know, It probably means that the way you see, perceive, and feel life is way outside the norm, which gives you incredible intuition, compassion, and empathy. Now, if you're physically hyperactive, you may have heard things that are on the previous list, plus critics, judgments, and labels that look something like this. Fidgety not concentrated or focused, excessive activity or restless, talkative, acts without thinking, interrupts conversations, impatient, on the go or as if driven by a motor. Things that were said to you or that you may have heard about you 
Here comes the tornado again. Don't you ever stop? Don't interrupt me. Just stop moving for a minute. You're so hard to follow. I can't keep up with you. Gosh, you're intense. You talk too much. Anything else that comes up? Add it to the list. Here are the second and third key to unlocking the hidden force of judgment, criticism, so you can let go of a few labels. You may find them a bit more challenging because they ask that you dig a little deeper, so make sure you stay gentle with yourself. It's not always easy and fun to revisit hurtful experiences, but it's worth it. Okay, key number two. What are the things that were often said to you or about you? Comments or remarks you ended up being fed up with that were nothing new to you since you heard them over and over and over again. Find the emotions that it triggered. Was it frustration, sadness, anger? Key number three. How did it make you feel? Did it make you feel incomplete, misunderstood, rejected, flawed? Write everything down and then take the time to think about the impact it had on your behavior. I know that for me, being told pretty much everything that's on the hyperactive list make me act even more rebellious and defiant. That's the kind of stuff we're looking for here. The keys I'm sharing to help you unlock the hidden force of judgment, criticism, so you can let go of a few labels here and there, is like a mini coaching session because I know how powerful it is. It also helps you to get to know me as an ADHD coach living with a unique brain like yours. And you may wonder how and when coaching is something you should consider. What I've noticed is that when clients come to me, they often have tried to simplify their life with ADHD on their own without much success. So they have pushed themselves over the limit. They often feel that they are broken and not living up to their potential. They are confused by the paradox of ADHD where there is such a huge disparity between their significant abilities and their challenges. A lot of them have turned external judgments inside of themselves, what we call internalized stigma. They do not understand their own ADHD and have very little knowledge of what it is and how it impacts their lives. Their focus is often on their weaknesses and they see everything that's not working at the expense of their strengths. Some haven't given themselves permission to put their energy on what they like to do or have wanted to pursue for a long time. They feel unclear or overwhelmed with too many interests and passions, and they experience guilt and shame around their ADHD behavior. They're extremely sensitive. Oftentimes, they're unaware of their harsh, cruel self-talk and its impact. They want to do well, but don't know where or how to start. They can be diagnosed, treated for depression and or anxiety, but are seeking answer and understanding. 
If you recognize yourself in one or more of these, we can talk about it in a free discovery session and see how coaching can help you. What's really interesting between the journalism profession and the coaching profession is that the main difference between the two is the questions that I asked as a reporter and those I ask as a coach because a coaching question is powerful. It helps you see things from a different angle and allows you to reflect in a way that you learn to know yourself better and deepen your understanding of yourself. Now, key number four is all about digging the gold and honoring who you are. What I'd like you to do is look at the items on your list of things you were labeled with to see if there's anything you stop doing and ask yourself, who did it serve or who were you trying to please by leaving that part of who you are behind? What do you need to bring it back and allow yourself to be fully who you are? If everything on your list are aspects that are still present, ask yourself, how was I able to turn this critic, judgment, or label to my advantage? How do I fully express those characteristics about myself? The beautiful thing about the last question is that it might show that somehow, and without even realizing it, there are parts of who you are that are not 100% visible, meaning that there is one portion under the spotlight where everyone sees, that, sees it, but the other is waiting backstage. And there's nothing wrong with that unless it's done for the wrong reasons, pleasing others, avoiding critics and judgments, being concerned about what other people think. So make sure that no matter what the circumstances are, that you show your true colors because those who love that about you can take it and you will inspire like-minded people to give themselves permission to shine. And that leads to the fifth and last key, love everything you were criticized for, judged for, and labeled with. It's the ingredient that will transform them into superpowers. Surround yourself with people that will appreciate those things about you and love you for you. Now, let's go over the five keys to unlock the hidden force of judgment and criticism. Key number one, identify the top three to five things that you were told, criticized, judged for, and labeled with as a kid. Key number two, find the things on that list that were often said to you or said about you over and over and over again. Key number three, identify the feelings and emotions that were triggered by those comments and remarks. Key number four, dig the gold and honor who you are. Key number five, and probably the most important one, fall in love with every aspect of yourself that other people have judged and criticized you for. Because you know what? By doing that, not only you allow yourself to really be who you are, 
but you're actually taking back part of your power, like your inner power. And that is the most important and beautiful gift you can give yourself. I so appreciate you listening and I'd love to hear from you. If this episode resonated with you, let me know what valuable insight you're taking away and how you can implement it right now. Don't hesitate to leave a review on your favorite platform and share on social media. Until next time on Phenomenally ADHD, own your genius because you rock just the way you are.